Welcome to How To with Mia and Ziad, and today we have Ima and Kyle as well. That's right, it's our first episode ever with guests, and if you aren't already, then go ahead, don't be shy, hit that subscribe button on our YouTube channel, and follow us on all of our other social media accounts, all under the handle Gerbakawasaki. Today we're going to be talking about cryptocurrencies, specifically Bitcoin and Ethereum. Our guests, Kyle and Ima, are launching a new podcast called Digital Assets Deep Dive, so stay on the lookout for when that comes out. As always, none of this should be taken as personal advice. If you have questions about your specific situation, please go and reach out to a financial advisor. Now I'll let Kyle kind of introduce himself. Yeah, thanks for having us on the show, me and Ziad. Happy to be here. We launched our digital asset division here at Gerber Kawasaki and are really excited to provide a lot of solutions for clients who are extremely interested in this space. And so I'm an investment advisor here at Gerber Kawasaki, and I'm excited to be on your show and talk about and explain the hottest topic out there in the news, cryptocurrencies. Well, let's do it. That's right. With all the hype around cryptocurrencies, whether it's Bitcoin, Ethereum, Dogecoin, whatever it may be, it was only a matter of time that we had a how-to episode about it. I'm joined here by Ima. I'm really excited to have her and Kyle on this episode as we talk about cryptos, what they are, how they fit into your picture, and why they're so important. Let's get into it. All right, so let's start out with the most basic yet not at all a simple question to answer. Kyle, what is Bitcoin? Yeah, so high level, Bitcoin is basically a peer-to-peer -peer version of electronic cash that allows online payments to be sent directly from one party to another without having to use a centralized third party or financial institution, otherwise known as an intermediary, and no one knows who created Bitcoin. It's basically discovered by a mysterious inventor that created it under the shadow name Satoshi Nakamoto, who really isn't a person. In fact, we're not even 100% sure who even created it, if it's an individual or if it's multiple groups of people. And so there's been a ton of rumors regarding who started it. Craig Wright, maybe an early adopter of it, potentially Elon Musk. We're not 100% sure, but at this point, what is sure is that this is definitely a popular topic that people are talking about and is using it more and more as a medium of exchange and store value. So what is Ethereum and what makes it different? Well, Ethereum isn't just a coin, it's actually an entire network where Ether is the native cryptocurrency. Um, and Ethereum as a blockchain is used as the basis for a lot of other cryptos in this you know, universe. Um, something that makes Ethereum very different is that it actually has a smart contract feature, which basically means that an agreement is made between two parties and then it's executed automatically because of that smart contract feature. So whether or not it doesn't need like a third party or an intermediary, it's just boom, automatically done according to the agreement because of that smart contract. One popular example of cryptocurrencies being useful is NFTs. Well, NFTs are, they just stand for non-fungible tokens. When you buy an NFT, you're basically buying an original copy of a piece of media, whether that be a photo or a music album or a video clip. Since cryptocurrencies have multiple ledgers that cannot be tampered with, when you buy these NFTs, you can say with 100% legitimacy that you own the original copy of that media. That's something that can't happen anywhere else. 
a huge advantage of using cryptocurrency and digital currency in general is that you don't have to wait for a bank, a third party to verify the transaction and then release the money to you. You know, if I send you money on Venmo and you try and get it out, it's going to take you like three days. What unless you have, you know, extra premium fees or whatever to get it instantly. This way, it's like as soon as it's posted to the ledger, it shows globally no matter where you are and that transaction is stored you know and agreed upon so instead of you know if i have a friend say in mali west africa where my family is and i want to give them money um it would be smarter for me to take a flight in order to get it there versus trying to wire it through you know all of these services that currently exist now cryptocurrency has solved that problem because i can send it from here and it will instantly show up wherever they are all right, so tell us, what's a good example of crypto being useful? Yeah, so generally speaking, Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies have been viewed as a store value. What allows crypto to be considered a store value is the fact that it basically has a limited fixed supply that Bitcoin has due to its cryptography and algorithm that it's used. It caps Bitcoin at about 21 million Bitcoins out there in total circulation. And since there's a fixed supply, it can't really be forged and they can't create additional Bitcoins. And so that basically derives a lot of its value as basically scarcity um, through value. And outside of that, you know, store value, one of the biggest arguments is its utility. Bitcoin can actually be used as a medium of exchange outside of just a store value. For example, today, you know, Elon Musk is actually allowing people to purchase Tesla cars with some of the bitcoins um and then on the other side of it as well you're seeing a lot of things like nfts non-fungible tokens that can actually be built on different cryptocurrency platforms to create things like art and other digital you know assets that basically people can transact and you know these things are going for millions of dollars so i think that crypto has a lot of opportunity in the space and there's a ton of application moving forward So Mia, there are a lot of incentives to actually owning cryptocurrencies, aren't there? Yeah, there's a couple of incentives that push more and more people to own cryptocurrencies. Now remember, digital currencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum are legitimate assets. So many individuals see them as a hedge against the government and financial institutions. There's no central party that's regulating, administering, or creating them. Cryptocurrencies are also now becoming more and more mainstream. So more and more places are beginning to accept Bitcoin, for example, as a payment method. Like last month, like you were talking about, Elon Musk was tweeting about how you can now buy Teslas with Bitcoin. Although I have read that it is a very hard process. Now, Bitcoin is a super volatile investment. It can fluctuate from extreme highs to extreme lows. Like any other investment, there's a lot of factors that play into the volatility. It's speculation, negative press. It's, you know, it's a rather new concept that a lot of people don't really trust yet. So something that a lot of investors also dismiss are some tax implications that need to be considered. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people don't realize that when you actually go from one token or cryptocurrency to another that's actually generating taxes for you which can you know dive a lot into the profits 
um, that you may be making off cryptocurrency. For example, if you own a singular Bitcoin and decide to exchange it into an Ethereum, that is a taxable event for you. And a lot of investors don't even realize this as they're transitioning from one cryptocurrency to another. And anytime that you sell a cryptocurrency and you have capital gains or appreciation in it, that is also going to be a taxable event. And so these are really important risks that people need to take into consideration and plan when it comes to cryptocurrencies. Okay, so I'm interested. I'm liking what I'm hearing. How do I get invested in crypto? Yeah, so just like how you buy stocks, you can buy cryptocurrencies on various trading platforms. There's three very popular ones. One being Robinhood, which we wouldn't recommend. Uh, it tends to be a bit more controversial. If you've seen our videos in the past, you know that we're not the biggest fan of them. And the two more prominent names in the cryptocurrency space for exchanges is Coinbase, which has gotten a lot of popularity recently with this recent IPO, and then Gemini, who we've chosen to partner with as a firm to be able to manage cryptocurrencies for our own clients. And so, Ima, why don't you just give a little color on why we chose Gemini and why we like them so much? Yeah, so um, we knew that we wanted a partner for launching our digital assets division here, and Gemini just seemed like the perfect match for us. First of all, they have insurance protection on their assets, which is a feature that a lot of other exchanges don't offer. Um, and additionally, they utilize cold storage, which if you know anything about it, that basically adds an additional layer of protection. Um, so we love safety and security, especially in an asset class that is this volatile. So Gemini was for us. So how do cryptocurrencies differ from cash? Yeah, so cash is different from crypto in that cash is actually backed and printed by the United States government, a central organization, more specifically the Federal Reserve. Cryptocurrency is basically the anti-establishment and antithesis of currency and basically known as a decentralized currency. Um, so unlike the Federal Reserve that regulates the physical money supply, cryptocurrency doesn't even have an increasing or decreasing money supply because it's essentially fixed and it's not regulated by a singular institution, but a group of peers. And so that is one of the biggest difference between cash and cryptocurrency is it's centralized versus decentralized type of finance. All right, so how much should you be investing in cryptocurrencies? I nearly murdered my boyfriend the other day because I looked at his allocation percentage and it was 90% into cryptocurrencies. And I know for a fact that that can't be right. So how much do you typically recommend? Yeah, so it's based solely on someone's certain situation. Um, typically, we generally don't recommend more than 1% to 5% of your personal net worth because cryptocurrencies in general are exceptionally volatile. So if you have all of your assets in any singular asset class, even if it's for stocks, right? You don't want to put all of your money in a cryptocurrency because recently, you know, we saw today cryptocurrency made all time highs and, you know, we had a significant sell off within the crypto markets. And that's one of the biggest also risks that go with that. And so in order to control that risk and to stomach the volatility, we don't recommend a large portion of your net worth inside any singular asset. More importantly, not 100% into crypto. <laughs> So we've talked about the what, the why, the how of cryptos, and now it's just about taking that step and actually investing in it yourself. If you are looking to invest in cryptocurrencies or just have questions about it, reach out to us. We're here not just to help manage and advise on cryptos, but on the rest of your finances as well. 
make sure that your money is working towards your best interest. Of course, if you have any questions or ideas for upcoming episodes, you can reach out to us by commenting on our YouTube channel or following us on any of our social media accounts and DMing us there. Yeah, and you guys can also, if you're interested more in cryptocurrencies, you can check us out on the Gerber Kawasaki website. We have an actual digital asset page that you can sign up, subscribe for our newsletter that we put out. And make sure to check out our digital assets deep dive with me and Kyle. See y'all next week. week.